I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're a, a couple, couple of, of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. And what is our topic today, Alex? Today we are going to be talking about character quirks. So ways to give you a little weird piece of a character. Yeah, so why do you... What's important about having a quirk? I think that having a quirk for your character will give you a good opportunity to get into the role playing. So if your character is afraid of water, then if you ever go on a ship, this is going to come up and you'll know exactly how to play the character. Actually, that's true. I did have a player in one of my games be afraid of water and she did not tell me. And then one day I had them be like, they were going to some place and the fastest way to get there was a boat. And so her character, she's like, I'm going to go on the boat because we're going to rescue my sister. I'll just have to get really drunk. Exactly. Yeah, so I think uh, we have a couple of characters here that we have played, each of us. I've played three and you've played one. Yep. And they each have a quirk or two that I think is fun that we should talk about. Sounds great. So we're going to start off with a trickery domain cleric that I played named Huey or Hubert. And he was a halfling. And his quirk was that he was a uh, germaphobe. So he always wore gloves. He would not touch other people with his bare hands. If he's wearing gloves, he would be okay with it but not happy about it. Um, and he would always have purified food and drink prepared so that he could cleanse his food and drink before eating. You know, it was a lot of fun. And why did you choose this quirk? So I was thinking about the inspiration for this, and it was from watching the television show Frasier, which is one of my favorite TV shows. And the character Niles, whenever he goes into Cafe Nervosa, will always wipe the chairs down with his hanky and before sitting down. And I just thought it would be really fun to play a character that wiped off the tavern chairs before sitting down to drink or carouse or whatever. Seems like a challenge as you're adventuring to keep clean. Yes, we we came upon that pretty quickly, especially with the first night that he had to sleep on the ground and he was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why do I not have a bed? The bed, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was a lot of fun. It actually added a new, pretty cool dynamic to being a cleric that was unwilling to touch a lot of people. He had a tough time casting touch spells. So Yeah, how is he going to cast Cure Wounds? Yeah, so mainly I dealt with that by preparing Healing Word instead and being like, I can heal you from here. It's just not quite as good. And also being a trickery domain cleric, uh, these actually develop separately, but I really wanted to play a character like Niles, and I also really wanted to play a trickery domain cleric. But then it worked out because with the channel of Divinity... You can make a duplicate, and with that domain, you can actually cast spells through the duplicate. So, worst case scenario, if you need to touch someone, you can just make the duplicate do it. Okay, twice a day. 
<laughs> Twice a day I can touch people. Exactly. Sounds great. Yeah, so I think let's move on to the next character that I played with a couple quirks. Yeah, who's your next one? So I next played a, another halfling named Griffo that was a bard. And for him, I kind of got the inspiration for this bard from Quoth. I always say that name wrong. Quoth. Yeah, from the King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothus. And so I wanted him to be a bard slash urchin. So his background that I chose was urchin. And I figure if you're an urchin, you're probably going to be pretty dirty and live in like an alley. So he lived in an alleyway and his backstory was essentially that his parents died. He lived in an alleyway, played music to get some money and scraps. And then his cousin, who was another player in the party, found him and convinced him to go adventuring instead of just spending his life as an urchin. Okay. So tell me about this dirty boy. Yeah, so the one quirk that he had was that he really didn't mind being dirty and actually preferred a layer of filth on himself. (laughs) So the exact opposite of the last character. Yep, yep. And so it was a lot of fun. He had the prestidigitation cantrip. And he would, after shaking hands with people, he would just go ahead and clean their hand off for them. And the first time that he did this, his cousin was like, Wait, you could do that the whole time? Why are you so dirty? And it was just a lot of fun to roleplay that out with my friend. (laughs) That is pretty funny. And one of the other fun things that I did with this character later on, um, pretty high level, he obtained the Magnificent Mansion spell. And I talked with my DM, and I actually made the Magnificent Mansion, you enter the doorway to an alleyway. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) And then all the other rims of the mansion are like, back doors in the alleyway to like you know a like there's a tavern back door that you can go in to get to the dining room there's you know all these back doors from the alleyway into the other rooms of the house very flavorful (laughs) yeah i thought that was a lot of fun so that you know just one way to give you a little quirk where he likes being dirty and then eventually you extend that to well I want my Magnificent Mansion to actually be an alleyway because that's where my character's most comfortable. I would like it to not be magnificent, <laughs> but quite large still. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the third character. So we're going to do my third one and then we'll move over to yours since sounds... I've been talking a lot. Yeah, sounds good. So my last one was Thirdric, a barbarian dwarf okay and i don't recall where where i got the inspiration for this character but i knew that i wanted to play a barbarian that did not just rage for the sake of fighting but i made him have the guild artisan background and he was a painter okay so his backstory was essentially His father was a mason in a dwarven city, 
and Thurdrick didn't want to follow in the footsteps, but the dad wanted him to. Eventually, Thurdrick moves away from home to become a painter slash a, an arena fighter in the city for money when his paintings don't sell. But the fun thing about Thurdrick was he wouldn't rage unless someone did not like his art. And then he would go into a rage. <laughs> How dare you not like this painting and smashes the canvas on their head. <laughs> exactly. It was a lot of fun. And so in that, I only played Thurdrick in a one shot. But in that scenario, we had at the beginning of the one shot, a little boy came up and got third Rick signature because he was a fan of fighting in the arena. Okay. And then in the end fight of the one shot, the little boy was in peril, that same little boy. And I thought, despite the fact that third Rick typically only rages when he has someone dislike his paintings, this time he's going to rage because this little boy that he has a soft spot for because you know he came up to him earlier they had a fun interaction he's gonna use his abilities to try to help this boy makes sense yeah so that's just one thing i also want to mention about having a quirk is make sure you also you know it doesn't have to be the only thing your character does it's just a place to guide you but if something in the story comes up that's relevant to make you rage in a different situation, I think it makes sense to play that out. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's talk about your character now, and then we'll talk about a couple other interesting uh, quirks that we've seen people play. Yeah, so my character is Oral, and he was also a dwarf barbarian, and he was kind of a hermit, though his background was Outlander. He just, he lived in a cave for like 200 years. And he was an orphan and he was raised by somebody in this town. So he still would eventually, you know, leave his hovel and go visit these people because he cared about them. He just didn't feel comfortable living right there with them. And one day, a, oh, he also was part of a guild because he was a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. And one day a mage came and killed not everyone in the town, but a lot of people in that town and killed like the the woman who'd raised him and a bunch of people in his guild. So his whole goal was to find more people for his guild. And as a result of this thing, he went into his first rage and killed that mage. And then for the rest of the time, just hated magic and magic users and whenever people would use magic, he would get very angry and annoyed. And he even made an enemy with a high-powered magic user in a town because he told her that basically because she used magic, she was evil. And she didn't like that. Right. And I thought it was a lot of fun um, watching him come, come to accept some of the other party members. Like there was a sorcerer in the group and... At first, Oral was like, oh, heck no, not this magic person. Right. But by the end of the time we played, 
it was he was a lot more accepting of like maybe sometimes magic is okay i'm still not convinced but i'm getting there and he also would you know sometimes find magic items and he would get attached to them he'd be like well maybe this really cool shield is is okay (laughs) right so that's again you know that's adapting your quirk to fit the party and everything like which is another thing I wanted to mention here when we talk about this next quirk that is, I think, often comes up in a lot of parties. Right. And this one would be that your character is not trusting of other people. Yeah, so somebody who is slow to trust. Yeah, and this can be a problem in a lot of Dungeons & Dragons games or other role-playing games because... You want to at least trust the party that you are in so that you can travel with them. Right. Like, it's it's fine if your character doesn't like anybody, doesn't trust people, and whatever. But would they actually be traveling with a party of people and care about those other people enough to rescue them if they were in danger? Probably not. So that doesn't really make a great character. Right. So you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit just so you say okay for these four people I'm willing to travel with them and trust them to an extent just so that I can be part of the party and not have a lot of negative consequences come where we have a lot of inner party uh, fighting yes inner party conflict is one of the least fun things that can happen right in D&D all right, so we actually have, we are playing currently in a game of D&D, and one of the characters is playing a character that is slow to trust. And Quinn, you want to tell us a little bit about how she's been doing it? Yeah, so she was slow to trust because she felt betrayed by her parents for forcing her into an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. And so she got in a duel with the fiancé, and ran away and is now hiding. So one thing that she does is um, she's a warlock, so she has disguised self that she can do at will. So like every day, or if not every day, quite often changes her appearance. So that no one really knows what she looks like for real. Yep. She also gave a fake name to most of the party when we first met. Right. And also... She has, I believe, the, the racial time. ability. What? The alarm spell. Is that what you're going to talk about? No, I wasn't, but we can talk about the alarm spell. Oh, okay. So her um, pact is Patch of the Tome. So she has a book with rituals in it, and one of those rituals was alarm. And at first, when traveling with us, a lot of times she would set an alarm on her own room at the tavern and she would always get her own room (laughs) yes that's true she never shared a room with anyone else whereas most of us were like yeah it's cheaper if we share a room right and i think this is a good way to be slow to trust in a party but not form a lot of inner party conflicts whereas like well if you want to stay in your own room at the tavern that's fine as long as you pay for it yeah and then later on, she got the ritual Lehman's Tiny Hut. And it, whenever we would encounter NPCs or if a person would change, like we had a person join the game 
And so when his character joined the party, she would put the four original party members in the Lehman's tiny hut and then just let the fifth person hang out outside. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't like a you can't be by us at all, but a, I don't trust you enough to put you in my safe space, which makes sense. Yeah, and it actually took her a long time in game to tell the other party members her actual name and stuff and her story. So, uh, but I think she did it really well where she was still a part of the group. She still participated and trusted us to an extent, but, you know, she still played that slow to trust quirk pretty well. I agree. Okay. So I also wanted to talk about another quirk just quick that I have not played, but I've seen played. And this is where you have trouble lying or are unable to lie i think this quirk again could be fun to play where you have trouble lying and people are asking you questions and then you get all sweaty and maybe you try to avoid the truth but you blurt out that or yeah you blurt out the truth anyway i think this could be fun but this one you again have to be kind of careful of because it could lead to problems if you're always blabbing everyone's secrets right like yeah that can cause a lot of problems in the party or just also oh this person is so bad at telling lies that we just never have them tell lies right and you don't want to just be forced to okay you stay in the back and don't talk for every npc interaction so that wouldn't be fun but you know you want to play the quirk that you want to play but you don't want to play it in a way that hurts you playing the game right but yeah i mean i think having a quirk is a really good way to give yourself a touchstone for how to play the character so if you're ever struggling in a decision of what would my character do in this situation you can think about that quirk first or um, you know, have that as a place to look and see what do I think they would do. Well, if they're afraid of getting germs on them, they're going to stay in the back and shoot a bow rather than run up and hit with a sword and get blood all over them. Right, or if your party is forced to travel through a swamp, they're probably going to try to figure out any way to avoid that swamp at all costs because swamps are pretty dirty. Yeah, if you're afraid of water, you're going to adamantly tell the group, no, we should just walk around the lake. Not... I don't care if it takes us a month. Yeah. We're not going on a boat. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, again, I think it's a good way to get into the role-playing aspect of RPG games, which is why a lot of us are there. So that's a good way to do it. And if you have questions about quirks or examples of quirks that you played you should let us know yes definitely and you can find more information about our show at a couple of characters podcast.com have ideas or feedback or need help creating your next character email us at a couple of characters pod at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter and instagram at a coc podcast we'd like to thank john vegan for composing our theme music if you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes, and another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search a COC podcast. 
yeah, all that information's on the website, so if you want to find it, just go there for all that info. And you can follow me on Twitter at AlexNWinterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NotEDrQuinn. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.